Blog Talk Radio. Black Free Think Earth. Black Welcome to the break, beat we make heat to play streets with these words Whether you in the burbs or in the hood, on the street curb or corner Cross north the borders in your middle state Elevate your thinking to fall in line like the interstate We've been to take you on the journey like the other game Painting perfect pictures without the cellophane Pelopane with those same with destruction And we're here with ideas for construction Critique from critics with cynics with the lyrics To abolish demons and spirits to make the network like Linux Pivot your position, listen when we drop wisdom with the guys I'm passionate for this whack business. We trap with that lack structure. I'm back in this, leaving half to get track structured. Black free thinker, free flowing mentality. You wanna see thinking? Rewrote to reality. What is morality? Are we thoughtless and scared to wander? I'm about to read a phone godless Americana with my doubt for these. Apologetics, false prophetics, filling empty holes with god aesthetics. It's all connected. It's 310982 and 4273 to get through. So turn down your speakers or a feedback. We'll disrupt the show and interrupt you. Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, humans, and however the hell else you identify yourself. We back. We in this bitch. It's your boy MC Brooks. I got Noah Jones over here, also on the line, bringing you another awesome edition of The Breakbeat. Once again, coming to you live every other Wednesday, 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio or in the Black Freethinkers channel on Blog Talk Radio. Got a pretty jam-packed show for you guys tonight. I'm um, gonna it's kind of a mixed bag of stuff that we're gonna we're gonna really uh, get into. Um, we got we're gonna be talking about introverts and extroverts. Uh, we're gonna talk about Macklemore. We're going to be talking about uh, unemployment and minimum wage. We're going to talk a little bit about um, what am I thinking? Oh, the State of the Union that happened last night, and you know, just kind of some other assorted topics. You know, you know, we go as the conversation goes. So, however the conversation goes, is where we will go. So, um, like I said, we got a whole mixed bag full of stuff. So. Uh, don't forget to uh, call in if you wish to participate. You know, the number is 310-982-4273 to get through, just like it said in the theme song. Kind of weird. I actually played the wrong theme song. But despite that, <laughs> make sure you call in. <laughs> make sure you uh, you call in, you know, join the chat room so you can participate, uh, you know, or just, you know, and also share the link. You know, go on your Facebooks, Twitters. Tumblers, MySpaces, Crush Spots, High Five, Tags, you know, I'm naming a bunch of sites and what goes on. But go on all those and share the link so that, you know, other folks can find out about us and they can participate and they can jump on the line and, you know, hopefully enjoy the show as well. So I'm um, going to jump in. Before we jump into the first topic, uh, we have uh, – you know, not too many announcements, which is mostly go check the archives. You know, two weeks ago we had a, we did our first show um, about sex work, and we also had an interview with the Grand Unified MC Grip, who put an album out, Ansible, came out last week. Pretty fantastic project. I've been raving about it. Um, it's a really dope project. All of you need to go 
check it out, listen, buy it, share it, all of that. It's a really fantastic show. Uh, excuse me, fantastic album. Um, um, so make sure you go back, check the archives, and also check out, you know, all of the other shows that have taken place, you know, over the course of the past two weeks between Alfred and Carl, uh, Vita, Vita show, and of course Kim's show on every Sunday. So go check the archives for all of those, and make sure you know you share them and what you call it. Um, oh, and don't think. I don't. I think that's it for the announcements, as far as I'm concerned. Noah, you got anything? Um, don't forget about the um the social justice and young. Well, I'm going to be on the social justice and young women of color session panel for the FTV Con this Saturday. But there's more. There's more panels than just the one that that I'm on. The one I'm on is hosted by Kim Veal and Raina Rhodes from Black Free Thinkers and Rhodes to Reality. So just check that out too. It's this Saturday at like I think one o'clock. It's it's on. You can go to lanyard.com and check it out, or Google FTVCon too. Okay, awesome. And also, actually, that just reminded me. On top of that, we have we'll be having our own conference uh, in about two weeks on the the fifteenth of this month. You know, as you know, Kim. Uh, Raina Sakivu um, and someone else whose name escapes me, Donald something, I can't think of his name. Um, they they put together to um, create People of Color Beyond Faith, which, you know, is a program designed to, you know, to, uh, uh, well, it's a program to, you know, fight social justice issues and also, have uh, meaningful discussions between people of faith and people of non-faith in hopes that we can sort of come to a common ground. Um, We'll be having a conference uh, in about two weeks. There will be about four or five different uh, panels. Um, Yeah, I don't think they've come to a consensus on, on everything, but once that's fully, you know, out and known, uh, we'll definitely be uh, announcing that. You guys can go uh, check that out. Noah, as well as myself, will both be a part of this. So make sure you uh, you know mark that on your calendar. It's February fifteenth. Um, pretty sure that's that's about it. Uh, well, this isn't really a new announcement. Go download my mixtape, C Brooks. .bandcamp.com <laughs> Okay, so anyway Moving on, we're going to jump into The first subject that we have uh, Lined up for tonight Let's be talking about introverts And extroverts, ambiverts uh, I'm pretty sure there's a word For all three uh, What are they, personality types, I think Or something along those lines Yeah Yeah, I think that's, I think that's how they identify In any case um uh we have we'll be uh discussing that uh right now. Now um introversion and extroversion, central dimension of human personality theories. Um they were first popularized by Carl Jung. Although both the popular understanding and the psychological age differ from his original intent. 
extroversion tends to be manifested in people that are outgoing, talkative, uh, energetic, and generally tend to have energetic behavior. Whereas introverted uh, individuals, or in the, in, excuse me, introversion is manifested in people that tend to be more reserved and have more uh, solitary uh, behavior. And ambiverts, for purpose of uh, this this uh, conversation, uh, ambiverts generally ha- tend to have you know traits of both. So if we're gonna if we want to look at it as kind of a spectrum of sorts, uh, ambiverts will be totally in the middle. Be totally in the middle. Um, so actually, I think we have I think Vita is called in right now. Three two, uh, three two three. Vita. Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> Damn, got it. <laughs> good call. Okay. Yeah, that was a good uh, well, welcome, Vita, to the show, everybody, which is mostly just me and Noah, and whoever's listening. Hi, Vita. Hi, Noah. Can I tell you something? I'm mad at you. Why? Uh oh. I'm. <laughs> I needed a host for my show, and you go to Brooks. Brooks. I mean, he's cool, but come on, I'm dope. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I actually did not know you needed a host. And I saw Brooks, and I knew, and I knew him. So I was like, I want to do that. It's fun. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Pretty sure Vita was ready to fight me when I told her that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I really was. I think like I was just in DC, and I was fussing at him about it. I was like, What? I've been looking for a black female atheist hip hop head, and you take no? I was upset. <laughs> Game set and yeah. match. Your move. You guys, I'm uh, blushing. <laughs> see, you see, no, we over here about to have you know battles and whatnot over you. He's about to be ultimate gladiator. But I already won, so you know. Plus, Rita, Vita All didn't right. really want. She didn't really want war like that. So. <laughs> wow, you, you need to stop. <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll do, no. I'll let you be a guest co-host on my show, and we'll see who you like better. Yay. No, no, she can guest co-host, but she, she's going to know where her home is right here. <laughs> <laughs> this is home. I, I feel like Brooke is low-key saying, you may have had her once, but I have her all the time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Stop. Did you go moking stuff on me? <laughs> Dude said that. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't have used those words, but if you put it like that, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you guys want? Are you guys talking about extrovertism or introvertism, or what are you guys talking about right now? Like uh, introvert, yeah, we were actually just about extrovert. to. Yeah, you're just about to hop into that, actually. Call it a good time. Yeah. Oh, great. Introvert, so. extrovert, and the new thing, ambivert. Boom. Amber? Yeah. Like Amber? As no, no, no. Amb- no. Like A-M-B-I. Amb- oh, Amberverts. Like you're both. Like Amidextra. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which one are, which one are you guys? Who's who? Amber- well,
You know, they, no, they I can. Yeah. I meant, because uh, I heard you, I think I heard you uh, explain those definitions right before I called in. But my question yeah. is, are you, where do you, Noah, and you, Brooke, sit on that? Uh, I consider myself an ambivert. Yeah, I, well, I, I consider myself an introvert, but after reading up a little bit more, on ambiverts, I really don't know. I really don't know. Why and that? there's like this there's because there's been like some studies done, I guess, recently that have said that most people are actually ambiverts. Which makes so sense. so that's I can that's buy that. interesting to me. Yeah. That's I can buy that. I, I'm definitely an extrovert. I but I would say I'm an extreme extrovert with a few introvert tendencies. Like, I love being out. I love making friends. I love being social um, pretty much all the time. But then I have these moments, I might go, like, a week. I don't want to see nobody. I don't want to talk to nobody. My roommate will have, like, friends over. Some of them might even be my friends, but I'll come home and won't talk to none of them go in my room because I don't like dealing with nobody. <laughs> like, I, I just have those. And, and they rude, but first of all, I didn't invite you over, so I don't have responsibility of entertaining you. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Number two, sometimes I'm exhausted. And I just don't feel like, they, you know, because I think sometimes socializing, for me, even though I love doing it, it's like it's like a workout. It takes a lot of energy out of me. Yeah. And so I just need to See, and that, that right there, that's an introvert statement <laughs> right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a very introverted <laughs> statement. Almost in, that's how that's how you can tell when someone is introverted or has introverted tendencies because they say things along those lines that it's exhausting and they need or afterwards they need to recharge or you that's know right. that's how I feel. Well, it's, I, maybe and I like, can go hard, like I can go hard, right? I'll be out socializing, talking to anybody, especially if there are you know there's alcohol involved. I'll definitely <laughs> be more social. Yep, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but then nah. when I'm like, yeah. But then when I'm like, you know, uh, you know, I just I'm like, man, okay, I'm tired. I don't feel like talking to nobody. I don't feel like having to socialize because because I think there's a certain level of consciousness, like like certain level like of self consciousness in a sense. Like I become more aware of what I'm doing, what I look like, what I say, how I'm saying it. Whereas when I come home and I'm by myself, I can give a shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And see, that's how I, and that's how I am when I'm out and about. I'm social. I'm goofy. I'm out there, but then like I, I spend a lot of time by myself. I find it very well. Now I have a toddler, so that really doesn't happen that often. But I find it very peaceful to be by myself. I go shopping by myself. I go out by myself. Go to movies by myself. I don't know. I enjoy yeah. it better. I mean, I think, and I think too, a lot of time. Good. Huh. No good. Oh, I was gonna say. I think a lot of times. I think a lot of times that people, people tend to say, "Well, I'm not. I'm not an introvert." Like because they conflate introvert being an introvert with like being antisocial, or not want like like almost agoraphobic, like not really wanting to be around people and really just not liking people. When in reality, introverts can go out, kick it, and do all kinds of things, but they just feel differently about those social interactions than extroverts do. Exactly. Like, for introverts, it's like, you know, being around people, it's cool or whatever, but then you have to leave and recharge because it's kind of draining. For extroverts, people, being around people and being social is energizing. 
Right. So. Speed off that. Yeah. So. I'm done. <laughs> 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 no, but I feel you. I, 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 I do. I do hear where you're coming from, though. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I, I get tired of just... people. Good. I said, I just, I just, I just get tired of people, you know, saying, "Oh, you're antisocial." It's like, no, I'm not. I, I go kick it with people. I just, I like being by myself more. Right. And what's weird, what's funny is, you know, a lot of times these days. Uh, and maybe maybe it's just me being around a lot of people that I guess would be considered extroverts, like a lot of my friends are. But uh, it just seems like a lot of those times they, um, you know, like you said, they they tend to look at you like you're antisocial, or that you you don't like people, or that you being out the house or you wanting to be alone is like weird or different, or you know, like there's something wrong with you because you choose not to actively want to seek out interaction with people because it's exhausting you know and and you know and it's also something i think that needs uh, it also needs to be said that there's a difference between you know being introverted and just being like fucking tired and not really wanting to deal with anybody because we all have those moments everybody has those moments you know like when you get off of work for example you don't want to deal with like I, well me personally i don't want to deal with nobody i come home and I just want to say, fuck everybody, fuck my phone, fuck whatever my mom's talking about, <laughs> fuck whoever's calling, fuck the motherfuckers screaming on the bus, fuck all that. Just trying to chill, recharge, and relax. Get my mind off of shit. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Uh, crap. What you call it? What is, um, whatchamacallit, I think we already listed some of the stereotypes. What are some of the stereotypes you think you guys hear about, like, extroverts? Um. I think we covered a couple as far as, in, you know, folks that are introverted is concerned. Hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I think people think because you're an extrovert that you're always down all the time and you're always on, and that's not necessarily true. Um, right. It's like sometimes you just you really do just want to chill. Like you, I don't have to be out of the club partying and drinking. You know what I'm saying? Like I could just, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to always want to be meeting people. Sometimes I don't want to meet people. Like people always assume that I want to like be introduced to new people. I actually don't always like being introduced to new people. Sometimes I really just like to be the people that I'm already with. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And actually, one of the articles I was. Uh, one of the articles that Noah sent me earlier uh, kind of outlined that that or that might have been the Huff Post article, I think, um, where it, it said that a lot of times folks with you know people who have you know introverted traits, like for when they go to social events like a party or maybe some sort of get together in a public setting, that they're more inclined to really just kind of hang around the people that they already know. You know, like you're going to meet up with your homie, your boy or girlfriends, you know, the people that you already know. You're not really there to really, you know, be socializing with strangers and folks that you are unfamiliar with. If you happen, it's cool, but that's not what you're actively, like, there to be doing. Yeah, and also I think another one is that um, extroverts, don't like, like, they're, 
afraid of being alone. Like, they're really needy people. Like, they have to have attention all the time. And that's not necessarily true. So it's not always about having attention. Sometimes you just feel more, you know, I don't know how to explain it. It's not that you are needy or that, you know, you don't want to be by yourself or that you're afraid to be alone. But some people I just think feel good being around other people. Like, there are days that I just feel good being around my friends and family and having a lot of people around me because I don't feel, you know, um, I don't know. It just it just feels good sometimes. It's like it's like getting a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, sometimes it's just like that. I mean, I like to be I like to be alone um, sometimes, but sometimes there are days when when I'm around people, it helps me deal with things. Like I like there are times when I've been to my friend's house and people just came over and kicked it, and I had a bad day. I had a long day, and it makes me feel better just being around people. And knowing people want to hear what I have to say or people, you know, want to spend time with me. Like, I feel that love, you know. Like when I was in D.C. and, you know, uh, Tombstone came out, it drove all the way out, and Raina drove all the way out. And, you know, and even with you, Brooklyn, you, you know, took took me around and all that. Like, that made me feel good, you know, to be around people who felt like I was cool enough to want to kick it with. So it's just it's just a feeling of right. hey like it's just, like I said it's really just, it really feels like a big emotional hug. <laughs> yeah, it was all right hanging out with you. It was all right. It was all right, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> whatever. Oh, I was like whatever. I was like Brooks, call me about the show, and never heard anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two days later. Yeah, yeah, that was that was bad. I I forgot. That was the night uh, me and Raina were in your room, Rita. Oh, when I, I see walk for them. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty dope. She did that authentic one, not the white boy shuffle, as I'll call it. <laughs> the Irish jig. <laughs> <laughs> the river dance. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever they be doing. I don't be be mad weird. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was cool, and hanging with Vita was actually fun. I won't, I won't even I won't even try to, to try to hide that. Definitely pretty fun. Don't worry, nobody would believe you. Everybody knows I'm fun. <laughs> uh, well, never, well, shit, never mind then. I stand, you know, <laughs> stand by my original comment. <laughs> um. Hey Noah, what was the uh, the article that you sent me earlier? The one we were talking about, kind of right before we went off went on air. Mm, about the introvert, extrovert. Yeah, one or... of one of the ones you sent me. Because uh, I got one of them, I didn't I... get the other one. I sent you a HuffPost one. I sent you. Oh, I don't want to talk about the other one. Never mind. No. Which one? The Forbes one. The the one the last one that I sent you, I think it I thought it was something that it's not. So, the one move over extroverts here come the ambiverts. Yeah. Oh. I already kind of missing some stuff from it, but yeah. Well, what do you make of this? What do you make of this this notion that uh, I guess ambiverts tend to be more successful at certain jobs than, than folks who are introverted and extroverted or or extroverted. I can see I can see I can see how 
a certain type personality type might be more successful at certain jobs than others. Just like introverts and extroverts might be more successful at different jobs. Like a lot of C, they say like what forty percent of CEOs are introverts. So I could see that. Vida. Especially like. Oh. Oh. No, I know. I know if you were done. Never mind. <laughs> I I take a lot of pauses, Brooks. I'm, I don't know. This is how I talk. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking in between sentences like an introvert does. Well. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm done. Just, by, just for the record, any, for those who are listening in, uh, 310-982-4273, if you were to come in, hop on the line, share your thoughts, you know, or just to listen in, however, however whatever you decide. Call in. Give back. Yeah. What? Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want. I mean, I, I wanted to know about if I was supposed to answer the question about the uh, being successful. Thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to see what, what your thoughts were on that. That seems to kind of be the gist of what this Forbes article is kind of getting at. Well, I mean, I think that may be possible. I don't. I don't have the article. I don't. I don't know if you guys can send that to me. I don't see a chat room, so I didn't have. I don't have a way to get the article. But um Oh, it's not open? I swore I opened it. Oh yeah, it's open. okay. Well I'll send it to you on Facebook. Yeah. But um let me see. Well, I, I mean I think it's definitely possible and it makes sense. I mean, because you may know how to adjust to certain situations a little bit better than others. I mean, some jobs require you to network, whereas some jobs require you to be by yourself a lot. Some jobs may require you know might require you to, you know, have a team around you. And, you know, being able to socialize and being in those teams are, is very important. And if you're an introvert, that might be a little bit difficult. And also, if, if, you're an, if you're an extrovert like me, like, I hate jobs where I'm by myself. Like, when, you know, I love, most of my jobs have been, you know, jobs where I had to be social in some way, even if it was around my coworkers. And when I did have a job where I was in my office by myself a lot, I felt very lonely. And I actually would walk out of the office to go to another office in the building <laughs> and hang out with the people there. <laughs> Um, cause, I mean, so I, I can see somebody who is, um, what is it, amber, amberbert? Ambivert. I can see, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I can see that being possible. However, I just think it, I think what really makes the difference is what field you go into and knowing that you're fit for certain jobs, not necessarily because right. of an attitude or anything like that, but because of where you're most comfortable and knowing what kind of office or what kind of off work environment you want to be in. Because some work environments... People are sitting quietly at their desk and they mind their own business. And in some work environments, they always have parties or, you know, or they have events or team exercises or, you know, things like that. And you may not be comfortable with that. Right. Um, especially especially so think, in, like, our fields, for example, because, you know, Vita is in radio and I got my degree in radio production. I mean, in our field especially, you know, that's like an introvert probably wouldn't be able to to really – thrive as much as they could in our fields because you know there's a being in radio you you have to have you have to be able to deal with other people because you're dependent on other people for the most part right yeah see exactly. that's why i'm trying to be a freelancer <laughs> a writer see, yeah see as a writer you in fact i would say that's probably more ideal for someone who's an introvert because you have you spend a lot of time thinking you're more creative by yourself 
Whereas somebody who's, for example, in radio communications or something like that, you feel, like you said, uh, Brooks, a lot of time being social, interviewing, networking. You have, and you right. think about radio, you have to know everybody. Like at the station I work for, I have to know the board ops because if I need something, I even know who to go to. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? If I, if I want something edited, I have to know who to go to. If I want, you know, I mean, it's just a, the whole thing requires that I get to know people and that I'm social in order for me to do my job successfully. People, and also people have to know who you are before exactly. you take the real responsibility. If they don't know who I in fact, nobody knew who I was for a long time at that station. I was there for almost three years. But because my show was in the morning and most of the office people aren't there until um, 9 o'clock and I leave the station around that time, I didn't get to know anybody. So it wasn't until I wasn't working full time, I could hang out at the station more, people knew who I was. People started inviting me to things. And like I got invited to Stevie Wonder's, uh, he had a whole concert where he performed just uh, songs with songs on the key of life. Um, the Fantastic album. You know, yeah, and he did a, a whole concert with just doing that entire album. And um, I only, only and the one of the station managers invited me. So I wouldn't have had that opportunity without being social. Whereas if I, you can't just sit in your room, just, you know, talk, on, you know, or just sit in the studio by yourself and be on the radio unless you just, you know, are someone that nobody wants to talk to. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. Right. But see, I I don't know how I feel about people being just you know. I guess I can see how some people can be better at some jobs than others. But you guys, I mean, look at me. I'm an introvert. But I know a lot of people that I met through like Facebook or being online, and I Skype with a lot of people, and I talk to a lot of people. I've had a lot of opportunities this last year, this year, like you know, even being on this show. My major is in community. Ed- Engagement and education, that's what I'm going into, like social justice type of stuff where you have to work with teams and everything. I'm good at what I I'm good at what I do and what I wanna do. It's just that I just need more time to like recharge. Like I go through phases on Facebook even, like I haven't been on Facebook really in like a couple of weeks, you know. I just need, I need time to recharge, but I'm still very good at what I do. Right. It's just a it's just a matter it's just a matter of, of well, getting that time to recharge. Like, my advisor when I was in school is probably one of the greatest people I know. But she, she, you know, she mentioned often that she had a very introverted personality. Now, it's weird because, one, she's a teacher. Two, um, and she was teaching part-time uh, at, my, at my university. Well, she's teaching full-time at my university, and she was also teaching a grad-level class, like, in the evening on top of running the radio station and and doing stuff, you know, outside of outside of all those jobs. And when she said that she was introverted, it always caught me off guard because I'm like, you're always so bubbly and full of life and would not hear. And I don't want to, like, it didn't make sense to me. It was complete mind fuck, you know. But she said, she, that's what she said. And the one thing she I remember her telling me is that, you know, a lot of times when she gets her breaks and whatnot, like she just wants to go off somewhere maybe and just kind of hide for a few minutes, you know, so she can, you know, recharge and get energy and get the energy together so she can go perform her duties as she sees fit. And um, I feel like, you know, that's kind of what you have to do, especially if it's, if it's something that you want to do but something that, you know, that generally may not be, uh, apt for your personality type, I guess. 
you know, like for you said, like you said, you're going to be uh, in a major where you're going to have to, you know, people. I mean, that's going to be a process, you know, in order for you to kind of adjust to, you know, having to be around people and having to socialize and having to, you know, be in meetings and and talk to folks and whatnot, you know, where you would prefer to not really have to do any of that stuff. Right? Right. Right. I'm sorry. I had a little ding in my ear. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. We're, um, we're about 30 minutes in. We're going to wrap up this segment. We're going to jump to, we're going to jump to the, the next segment, um, in a bit. But before we do that, we're going to, we're going to play some, we're going to, uh, play some music real quick. Uh, uploaded, definitely uploaded some stuff. Uh, let's see what I have on here. Uh, wow, the studio's being kind of laggy and slow. That's cool. Um, after we come back, okay, here it is. After we come back, we're going to talk about uh, unemployment and minimum wage. Two things, well, two things that were spoken about kind of briefly on the State of the Union uh, last night. So we'll catch you in about three and a half minutes on the breakbeat. Life have a nigga hustling, man. Niggas need to slow it down, yo. Sit back, just chill, just relax. Speeding down the road with life. Yo, check it, another database. I'm shed cropping in this paper chase. Take a deep breath and clear my database. It's afternoon, I'm talking shit to my alarm clock. Cause I gotta face this world of capitalistic onslaught. Don't stop when I jump in the whip. Trying to get it off. Belt line got me rushing like Barista Call. Pushing 80 miles an hour to this call center. Trying to pick up a check. I only see 20% of until the weekend. It sounds crazy when I'm saying it, but sleepless nights got me forgetting what day it is. Until my son, two days without speaking. Looking for reasons to keep my head from going off the deep end I take this shit personally I'm making moves, but this treadmill lifestyle ain't working for me And from the crib to the lab to your job to make a profit And that the day's end still ain't got nothing to accomplish And it's just the way it's going down But on the real, yo, I think I need to slow it down And slow it down About to go and burn the road again From first gear to yeah. fifth gear Out of control again And that's the way we rolling in Needed to chill and take a rest stop Cause my job got me saving like I'm dressed guy. Take a break? Nah, nigga, you bet not Cause that's when the respect stops Energy drain I need a blast like my tech guy So I can grab the mic and make your head pop With the microphone, check one, two It don't stop Out of town on a quick escape Hoping I have a chance to slow it up And hit the brakes And slow it down Moving on now Moving on and on Moving on now I let my life shine in between these papers lines I write rhymes to incite minds Spending time on this pipeline 85 North is like mine Going 85 to like mine Going 95 to take time Spending days in the rays of the sunshine Many days those same rays went under 
fly Now for the east is where I go to have my best time Three lanes going 62 perfect rhyme Trade jokes, master crap to catch punch live Return it in the early morning, late night time Amtrak, Monday morning to come back grind Catch the couch on the weekend A place I really did sleep in Take off, speaker lost this weekend Cause the way we be rocking it when joints is finished At the speed we be moving, we could never be diminished With my energy replenished, right around with puns And all my similes intended speed out until I finish Keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it
you know, who got those letters and basically they were like, well, you guys are shit out of luck on this unemployment front. And so I don't know. I'm waiting to see if they're going to vote on it and fix everything up. So, what I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Um, can, is it okay if I go ahead, Brooks? I don't go know. Ahead, no, go um, ahead, by all means. So, out here, Max, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, um, who is one of probably our longest congresswoman we've had, I mean, uh, our longest sitting congresswoman we've had here in LA, and she covers pretty much most of South LA and Inglewood. Um, she held a um, rally to extend unemployment benefits um, at the while I was in D.C. And I didn't get a chance to attend, but from what I heard about it, it was really interesting because there were a lot of people sharing a lot of stories about how this was going to hurt them. I mean, they were like, even if you gave me another three months, just you know, that would be something so I could at least pay a few of my bills. And the sad part about the whole thing that pisses me off is the conversation about unemployment to the point where people are like, well. Some people just don't want to look for a job, and which may or may not be true, but the fact of the matter is this, it's not like people are hustling the system and they're getting thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, even with um, the – I get the maximum on unemployment, the maximum, and it doesn't even equal half of what I was making at my job, not even close to half of what I was making at my job. And it's a, and it's a struggle to live off of that. You know, I, I'm working part-time at, at a radio station, so, of course, my unemployment check gets reduced because of the amount that I'm going to make at the station. But even then, it's not enough to live off of. I mean, in L.A., my rent alone, um, I mean, up like this, well, I, I have a roommate now, but when I had my own apartment, I was paying eight fifty a month for rent. And that's not even a nice area. That's in the hood. And after <laughs> my unemployment the first, I'm serious, when I was on unemployment the first time, I was making 1100 a month. On unemployment, I my rent alone was eight fifty. That that didn't include electric bills. That didn't include my internet bill. And you had to have internet to get a job. So I don't know why you're gonna not have internet. Um, I, that didn't include my gas bill. That didn't that didn't include groceries. That didn't even include the gas I need to put in my car. Any emergency situations that would come up, um, including having to go to the doctor because I also didn't qualify at that time before Obamacare. Um, before the ACA, I didn't qualify for Medicaid because I, w- I didn't have any children and I made over a thousand dollars. So I so wow. without the ACA, right with the ACA, however, back then if the, if the ACA had been enacted back then, I would have been able to at least qualify for the Medicaid expansion. So the, the, my problem with the conversation is has been how people somehow believe people are just living high off the hog and just don't want to work. It's not that much money. You can barely live off of it. Barely. You're like scraping, you're probably begging for things if you, with, with, with the amount that you get on unemployment, especially in certain areas. So when people are talking about not extending it, I don't think people understand how desperate or how hard it is already while you're on it. So imagine if you completely take it away or completely, you know, people don't have what they should have. And this honestly, the economy has gotten so great we have jobs. A lot of fields are shutting down. I know right. it's difficult, and some and some of these fields aren't even going to exist in, in the next few years. So I don't even. And so I, I, yeah, that whole that's that's my whole thing on it. It's just the conversation has been gotten pretty disgusting as a way to really demonize poor people as these lazy people who don't want to go get jobs and want to sit up on unemployment all day. Exactly. Well, the thing is, is that too. The thing is that too. They want they people say you know you know, just just poor people. But the fact of the matter is that the majority of the high the highest rate of unemployment is in 
with is minorities, you know, black people. And yep. like a lot of the jobs that have been lost were low skilled jobs or warehouse jobs or, you know, trades and things of that nature. All those jobs have been lost or moved out to the suburbs and then a lot of jobs cut and, and outsourced and people being laid off and you know you know, like my, my um Everett was one of those was one of those guys, you know, he works in a warehouse. It's really hard to find those kind of jobs that pay enough for you to sustain a family. Exactly. And so you're looking for work and then now unemployment's cut off so you have the stress of looking for jobs on top of the fact that bills are getting further and further behind. And, I mean, you mentioned that your unemployment was like 1100 a month. That's about the same as what he was getting here. And we have a car payment <laughs> and a toddler. So we're just like, no, it's just not, it's not working. Luckily exactly. for us, we live with family now, but... No, exactly. I mean, the, the, first things first, in general, this country needs to acknowledge that there is an active war against poor people that's going on. And people, are, politicians and and even citizens are out here demonizing poor people for the fact that they're poor without even really get, having an understanding of why these people are poor, why these people just can't seem to get ahead, why these people just can't seem to find work, you know, or good paying work where they can, you know, hopefully progress and make enough money to sustain themselves and, you know, any in uh any children or anyone else that they they have to take care of. So, that's that's the the first thing. You know, that there, there's a war going on against poor people. For the sim- and, and the, the 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 funny thing about it is a lot of times when when these conversations are being had, poor people don't even get mentioned. You know, if you, a lot like uh, uh, during the last election cycle, lots of talk about the middle class, lots of talk about the middle class, not a lot of talk about poor people, and on top of that, not even acknowledging the fact that middle class means different things depending on where you live. Middle class exactly. isn't the same all across the board. Uh, you know, me exactly. like where I, where I live now, like. I, I may be considered middle class compared to someone who may live in like Alabama or somewhere or, or somewhere else because I'm fortunate that I live in a house and and I have a lot I have a lot you know we have a, we have things going on around here but you know like I said it's not the, it's not the same thing all across the board and that that distinction has to be made we're not all talking about the same thing we're all talking about what the middle class consists of we also need to get rid of this get rid of this notion that it's possible to live on minimum wage or in in and that people who are working minimum wage jobs only work these jobs because they haven't acquired a skill and they're not trying to better themselves. The fact of the matter is those even people who are working at, you know, McDonald's or or Walmart or Target or any of these places, they deserve to be able to make a living. They deserve. They they deserve right. because a lot of these people, a lot of those folks, don't get the opportunity to actually move up, especially if they have you know a criminal record, for example. They don't get. They don't. They don't. They they get shut out from a lot of opportunities that would allow them to actually, 
you know, make a living for themselves. They don't get they but get they get taking, left out. What'd you say? Are you taking are you taking calls? I think you have a call booth, uh books. Uh, let me see. I walked away from my computer because I was getting into it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do. Wait, why is my chat not open? That's weird. How do you um, know, Vita? Are you psychic? No, she's probably, I think she <laughs> I, I logged have, in also. Yeah, I have access, <laughs> I have access to the studio. Yeah. <laughs> I did because Brooks walked away from his computer. See, yeah, yeah. Kind of, I mean, I was, I was coming back to it. I just wasn't. You know what? You uh, can kind of hope you're working with here. See, see okay. We're <laughs> <laughs> not going to accept this slander on my show. You can get the mute. <laughs> I can unmute um, it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm going to bring the collar on like as soon as I as soon as I finish what I'm saying. I'm getting to the end of my point, which is you know that all all that poor people and 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 people who who are who are left out deserve to be able to make a living wage, and you know the conversation like Vita said about the conversation around this whole thing has to change. We have to change how we view impoverished people. We have to view how we talk about these people. And then we have to gain an understanding of the circumstances and why it is that some of these people, some are able to get ahead and others just can't seem can't seem to, to break out of this cycle. All right. Whew. All right. Five, six, two, you're on the breakbeat. Oh, I heard you. I was just listening. I didn't know what a poor person was. I was, like, waiting for the explanation. What, what a poor person is? Like, what's your you, – you said it was different levels across the board. Like, you're considered middle class where you live at because what you got going on. But, like, me being from L.A., I see a lot of things we do to ourselves, but at the same time I see a lot of things that – Prohibit us from even excelling. So I see both sides. But I'm what are some things you, that? Well, what are some things we do to ourselves? What are those things? Uh, being content, I think, is a big issue. Um, I've seen it a lot in Arkansas, and I see it a lot in LA. But it, they do it differently. Like when I was in Arkansas, um, in the town I was in, we had the chicken poultry, for example, and. Um, if you can get a job at the poultry, it's like, okay, I got a job, I'm good, I don't have to go no further. You know, I got a check. But then when the poultry closed down, everybody was scrambling with their head, you know, like they was lost because now you don't know what to do. And in L.A., I noticed people would get on GR and feel like they got to hustle or they don't have to pay as much or they got like a little job somewhere like that a minimum wage warehouse or they go on a labor ready or they feel like they, you know, they winning off baby shit. Like right now it's tax season. There's so many people who doing schedule C's and just got kids and getting that quick 5,000 right now. And then they trick it off and then they wonder why they feel broke. Like while we're on employment, what are we doing to change it? So we won't come back. Like, I don't see a lot of people who actually use that time. Like, I know a lot of people that had unemployment for two, three years and were just extending it and tricking it off on stupid shit. So, I mean, stupid stuff. I don't know if I can no, tell you, my bad. But, but it's, just, it, it, it's just 
like, I see, like, a lot of what you're saying because I was in a position where I was wrongfully fired and I wasn't getting what I was supposed to get back. Like how you were saying, I think Vita was talking, and you were saying you didn't get what your salary was. And, you know, it's like I got wrongfully terminated, but I had to appeal and all that, and I got my money back, and then I got salary or whatever. But I understand, like, that part because some people are in a situation where they don't get to, um, you know, like, take care of their bills. Like, your rent and everything don't go against your unemployment. It's like, I get that. But then I, I just see too many other people who misuse the system, and then we're at the point to where they want to shut it down for everybody. It's kind of like that bad apple thing. So that's how I see, like, um, people from the hood or how you say poor people. I don't know what levels of poor people, like how we do it in L.A. I don't know what your definition of poor is, but it's like I see a lot of us not trying to fix the situation. Like, okay, I'm a CNA and I'm cool because I make, you know, $10 an hour now, so I'm good, you know, but I got three kids. But then if I lose that job or get hurt, then what happened next? It's like, you know, how can we accept? Well, you know, there's a couple of things that you said, um, and I totally hear where you're coming from, and uh, I think you raised some really interesting points. Um, But I want to ask this. Would you you say that some – I mean, when you get to a point where – you're happy with a $10 an hour job or $11 an hour job. And in L.A., that's not very much. Um, don't you think that comes from somewhere? I mean, the fact that these people are so desperate, they're so they're well, happy. Well, okay. Wait, I, I, let, let me hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let her finish. I, was, I, was, I thought she was asking me the question. Oh, my bad. Wanna, yeah, just let, let her finish. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I just want to kind of—I guess I want to put it in perspective and then let you answer the question, because okay. um, yes, there is a certain level of content, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about. They're like really happy because they got that job at McDonald's, but the reason why they're happy is because maybe they've been unemployed for that long, or they've been struggling that long, or the fact they have a little something to feed their family, a little something to buy, you know, maybe a movie ticket just to go to the movies on on a Wednesday because it's cheaper. Is a, you know, it's just that little something that they can now do that they couldn't do before. That's actually more of a circumstance outside of people if they don't have access to jobs or education so they can get better jobs. Um, that's not something that you do to yourself is the way I see it. So would you say mm-hmm. that uh, So would you say that having those, uh, those little things would matter to someone if they're in circumstances that are outside of them, if they're doing circumstances that aren't necessarily their fault? Yes and no. Okay. Um, I I elaborate on that. Like for example, I guess I give you my background. I went to the military at sixteen and a half for a check, not because I felt like I was an American, or not because I felt like that was what I should do. It was because while I was in high school, after my sister and twin brother was killed, I felt like I was a burden to my family, so I went and did that, and you know to make money and get you know. So I felt like if my family didn't have to take care of me. I can do it myself. So I went to the military. Um, my mom was a CNA for 20 years. She was content, like one of them content people, you know, start having kids while she was in high school and stuff like that. I've seen them people all my life. I think to a certain degree, it's your mindset. Like I think, Vita, you said you went to USC? Yeah. And it's like it's people who are content with an AA degree from, you know, Southwest College. But I guess what it is is, 
my mindset is I've been broke all my life. I was broke growing up. You know, like, I couldn't have shoes that I wanted. I had XJ900s with a bowl cut. I couldn't go get the fade at the barbershop or however it was. So, for me, personally, um, I went and got it on my own. Like, I was, I hustled. I never became broke, really, after I was an adult. I never became broke until I started trying to do the straight and narrow after I had my son. Like, I can show you how to hustle, and I hustled, and I made money. But when I started, you know, going back to school, I got my degree in engineering or whatever, it's just how I look at stuff isn't like everybody else. So I'm sure, like, little things, you know, somebody get money to take a picture of it or they can go to the movies. I understand that. I don't take pride or somebody what somebody else cares because I don't judge that. Uh, you know, that's what you think is happy, that's good, you know. But it is, like, with saying that, I do feel like it's a – yeah, we're limited in what we're available to. Like, with me being an engineer and I go in these meetings and I don't talk or I don't look like an engineer. Like, my first day when I first interned at Google and Irvine, like where I'm at now, is like they look at me funny because I'm a six-foot black dude walking in there with Jordans on. You know what I mean? So it's like they look at me like that and I don't talk like them. So, yeah, I understand that. And it's like I do get that that you know, that motherfucker, you don't supposed to be here, look, all the time. So it's like I know what I'm going to want it, but I really don't care how people think. I'm going to go get what I got to get. And I do feel but like. I think, but but this is the thing, Barry. I feel like you're, I feel like you're losing, um, I think like you're missing out on the bigger uh-huh. picture. This is bigger than just what, you what, and what your is personal. That? What I mean is it's bigger than just you and your personal experience. I mean, I, uh-huh. for example, I could, I have. That's I all could, I can do. No, that's not true. That's, that's what statistics and numbers are for and other stories are for. I, well, I numbers lie, say, though. Wait, listen. No, they don't. Let me hold listen, on, listen, hold listen on. To, <laughs> listen to this. Hold on. Um, <laughs> I, 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 could, I could use my story like you, like, like you pointed out. Like I went to USC. I graduated from USC. I could use my well, story and say, you know what? I came from a single-parent home. I grew up on Section 8. I grew up on welfare. I grew up poor. I grew up not having shit. But guess what? I graduated from USC. Look at me. You guys just didn't change your mindset. I could say all those things, but that wouldn't be fair because I also realized that I had access to certain things that we didn't have access to. I had an understanding that some people didn't have – I had an understanding of things that I came from a family that was able to provide that for me. But I don't think it's fair for me to judge my personal experience and say this is a blanketed thing. And also keep in mind the people that you associate with and the people that you're around, that has – you are. So you can't just judge everyone's situation based off of yours. I know a few people. Do I know a couple of people who are on, on who are on unemployment and probably could get a job a lot easier if, if they just went out and looked? Yes, I could say I know a couple people like that. But can I use them as examples to say that everyone else, that's what everybody's doing and that's what the majority is doing and everyone else is just lazy? No, that's not fair. I, that's what numbers say. Unemployment and welfare fraud are two, are two areas where there's actually two low fraud. It's very, very small amount of people who are committing fraud in those areas. But we have this exaggeration because we think we saw somebody with an Escalade and an EVP car, and we just assume that we know their whole situation. No, um, I, well, statistics show, like, last year that black people wasn't the majority of SNAP program people. It was actually white people. 
We've never like, been the majority. I don't, but that is, but yeah. Perry, we've never but, been the majority. No, it's but, but like based people. on what you said, I didn't blanket everybody. You asked me, when you asked me the direct question, how do I look at it? And, or if somebody get a movie ticket or whatnot, based on your question to me, I'm just saying the way I look at things. If I it's know. to me, no, 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 wait, let me finish. No, I'm saying you asked me, when you ask me, I'm saying I'm I'm gonna dish it out to where people can have a different outlook. Now you, it's up to you. Like we did our we we dealt our cards. Like I got I got dealt cards. You got dealt cards. You play your hand how you play your hand. Yeah, I got my sister is a part of that statistic who don't want to do anything, and we was in the same household. What I'm saying is just like uh, you cool with Bruce and Ian and all that. We all went to high school together. We have a crew. And out of the crew, me, Bruce, Ian, and another one, we're all, I ain't going to say successful, but we're trying to get there. But we, we, we take care of our families and whatnot like that. But then we got friends that's in jail, didn't do it. I understand all that. I'm not judging everybody off me or making mine blanket. What I'm saying is people could take options, and sometimes they – people's life is like teaching them fractions. You know what I mean? It's like – if you do the easy fractions like one over two, what is that? Or do that breakdown? No. But if you give somebody 13 over two or something and they got to actually work and figure out that mixed problem, they get confused and don't want to hear it. And a lot of times with our people, they don't want to try. They don't want to – a lot but of them don't want to try. A lot of them don't want to do it. You, you, that comes from who? somewhere. You think national okay, lazy you, people? Oh, okay. No. That okay, let's do this. How many people got? How many hold on, people hold you on, know hold on. got? Let it, let, hey, let hey, 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 How many people you know got got regulated tattoos and tattoos in places where they can't get a job? It, it's stuff like that. We do stuff to ourselves sometimes. That that. But that's you know what's funny about that. that? But you know what's funny about that? As a black man, you if you were the tattoo, will be more threatening to someone than a white guy with a tattoo. A white guy has to. Oh, he's probably just cool and edgy. Black guy has tattoos. Right. He's a thug. That's a difference. If you, what you're what you're describing there, what, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to explain to you, and what you basically just described, is that there are different rules for us. So to say to say that well, some people some of us are just doing it to themselves, and no, none of this exists in a vacuum. There are a lot of circumstances that would cause someone to become uh, co- uh, suppose you know as you said complacent. There's, there, that comes from somewhere. I know, the reason, I know people who dropped out of high school. When I, I'm, I, I'm still friends with people when, when, uh, that I was in high school with that dropped out. And I can tell you, I remember when we were in high school, and these majority of black and Latino males were the ones that dropped out. A lot of them were basically treated like crap at school every day by the administration because they were seen as a threat. Black males are suspended at a higher rate. If, if, a, if a white female does something in a classroom, she doesn't get suspended. A black male gets suspended for the exact same thing. He threw a pencil. He go. He he was being threatening. He goes to principal. He gets suspended. Those and guess what? A lot of those kids become desensitized to school. They don't even want to be at school anymore. The kid keep getting kicked out. I try to go to school. They just kick me out. I've heard. I've worked with youth for many years, and I've heard a lot of my kids would say that. I tried going to class, but as I went to class, teacher kicked me out. I said, Well, what did you do? I didn't do anything. The teacher just said I, I was there to disrupt and sent me right out the class before I could even say anything. And a lot of that happens to the black male students. So then we wonder why they don't want to go to school. Well, then they're just being lazy. Yeah. No, we take them out. We treat them like crap. So those mentalities of complacency, those mentalities of giving up, a lot of that comes from being kicked 
constantly. And so, so maybe is that you a reason to yeah. There, there is a I'm report not, that black students. Barry, I'm not justifying the reason. What I'm trying to explain to you is that it happens. You can't. So we can't compare our. I'm not our saying it don't say, happen though. I was one of the kids that had the long, okay, you know, the you. long comment. I know what that is, but also it was other. We have options that we don't use. For example, you got kicked out of class. They don't want you in class, right? Okay, I understand that. I got kicked out of class in 10th grade. They kicked me out of Jordan. Period. In Long Beach, what I do, I went to options for you, did them little packets. Then I said, you know what, fuck these little packets. I went and took a GED test, got my GED, went to the you military. You know what's sad did. about that? You know what's what? really fucking sad about that? Because I know exactly what you're talking about because I used to work with pregnant parenting teens and kids who were on probation, and they did the exact mm-hmm. same thing. You missed out on an entire educational uh, No, I did. On an opportunity. I missed wait out a minute, wait a minute. Listen. Oh, um, Doug, Doug, let her finish. But I was talking to see what it is. How many white male students, but listen, how many white male students don't even have to go through that? Don't even have to, you don't even know what that is you just talked about. They don't even know what that little, I know that little packet they send you home, you fill out, you come, they look at it, and they send you back out, and you just take a GED test. I know exactly what you're talking about. But that happens to a lot of our low-income poor kids and our black kids. Why is that happening to us? That does not happen over on the west side in West L.A. I work with them, too. That doesn't happen to them. But you have That's because they made a school for their kids. What would you say? They made a school for their kids. and That's why, like, for, like, I went to Jordan. Jordan is mostly blacks, Mexicans, Samoans, Asians, like that. And then if you go, like, east towards Cerritos, then you got all the white kids. You have I a, get that. I'm saying the obstacles are greater for you. Is what for us? Our people have more obstacles, and we wonder why we don't have as many people being successful. That doesn't make any sense. We're that's like putting an obstacle course together, get from one into the other, and then half people make it, and the other half don't. Then you have a whole another field. There's no obstacle course. They just go from one to the field to the other. Say, well, they all made it. How come you guys aren't making it? That doesn't make any sense. Right. You're saying, well you, well, you should just know how to get through the obstacle. No, there should be no No, I'm saying obstacle. you should try. That's it's, what I'm saying. I'm not knocking to – I'm saying this. If you're an adult, right, if it's just you, like, Peter, you got kids? I think you said no you before, know. but I'm not sure. No, I don't have kids. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not sure. That's why I say I'm not sure. <laughs> what I'm saying is I did stupid shit. I did stupid shit before I had my son. My son is sick. I did a lot of stupid shit. I did what I do, whatever. I go, you know. What I'm saying is, at some point, you need your own motivation. Everybody learn it different. Everybody learn at a different time. Understood. As, as, as I felt I needed to be for my son, I changed a lot of my life. Like, I went back to school to finish my degree because, you know, other things. What I'm saying is, I understand solely what you're saying because I had my life where I saw my sister and brother die because I had a twin brother, and both of them got killed in February, I guess. Matter of fact, two weeks could be the 19th year uh, anniversary of their death. They got killed at Skate Depot. Um, but I get all that. Like I, I just feel I'm one of. I just feel you take from life. Like you can change it. Like I'm just, I don't let no white person tell me anything. Like I get all that. Like it's just I feel like a, a lot of our young men that I see, I teach sports, and it's like. I see a lot of them letting people tell them stuff that they can't do it or they won't do it or you, or it's cool if you don't want to do it because the cards you was dealt. And I don't want to hear that. Like, it, it's my idol see, growing I up hear, wasn't Michael Jordan. It was Lonnie Johnson, an engineer. I'm I just saying 
understand. You don't have to. It, it no, feels like you, I hear like your perception I, of what I was saying, you felt like I'm blanketing. And my perception of what you're saying, it's excusable for them to be lazy to a degree because we got dust and fucked up cars. Larry, this is the thing. I hear what you're saying. To a, to a certain extent, I do hear what you're saying. When I work with you, I don't even talk to them. I mean, I may talk about social issues to, to a certain extent, but when I talk to them, I have to motivate them and say, you know what, you can do it. We're going to work through this. Here's our plan so you can graduate from high school so we can get you into college. Do I let them have those excuses? And No, I don't even let them think about it because I need them to focus and be motivated. I totally hear what you're saying on that. What on one-on-one. On a one-on-one, working with my youth, yes, I totally get that. But at the same time, I'm quite aware of what they are having, what they have to experience and deal with after our conversation is over. The fact that they don't have access to the same things that a lot of other youth in other areas have access to. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. It's when not so much I'm saying that, that people can't. I'm not saying that people can't be self-motivated. I've gotten a lot of my youth through a lot of circumstances into college. Come on, you're talking about a pregnant girl who has, or who's pregnant with her second child at 16. I got her into college. I know what you're talking about. But I don't, but at the same time, I understand the circumstances in which these youth live. I understand that, you know, that there, that there are things that exist outside of them that make their road a lot harder than it should be. That's what I'm saying. But the saddest thing, though, that makes, and even when I'm hearing you speak, the fact that we blame ourselves for not being successful in a space where we have been oppressed. That, to me, is the sad I don't blame, it, see, but that's the thing. I don't blame nobody, no one person. It's like, I, I can, I, the people I should blame or I want to blame or the, the, the fucking issue anyway is somebody who, if I throw a rock, it ain't going to do nothing to the building any damn way. So what I'm saying is for me, instead of wasting that time being, I'm not going to be mad, but wasting my breath yelling at something is like me trying to ask my father why he wasn't around, but he was around for my brothers and sisters. I'm not going to get a straight answer. I'm going to get the runaround. That's why they don't teach us about uh, Hurley from Black Wall Street or things like that is because they don't want us to know or they don't know how to tell us. I don't worry about this. What I'm saying is for these kids, it's like for me, like you say you work with your youth. What is the main thing that helps them day by day? Like, for me and my dudes, if you ask Bruce, one of the greatest things we ever had was the fact that somebody told us we were doing a good job. Sometimes that's all we need to, to do something else, but we didn't get it. My mama never checked my homework. You know what I mean? It's like, I get that. We didn't feel like shit was important because nobody gave a fuck. I get that. But what I'm saying is at some point, we we all came to the conclusion at different oh. times of our life that we need to change something. Like, yeah, I already I mean, know when I go in the shop interview what it is. Like, like, real shit, I don't think you heard a damn thing I said. I'm kind of done talking about it. Because you told oh, me. Yeah, my nigga. It's all, it's yeah, all good. We're ready to, <laughs> <laughs> we're about to take it. We're about to take a break anyway. Thanks for calling in, man. Oh, well, he hung up, so it's all good. <laughs> he mad. But. It's all good. No, it's all good. <laughs> Um, well, this is what we're about to do. So we're going to take another break. And when we come back, when we come back, we're going to talk about, uh, Mac, you know, Vita's favorite rapper, Macklemore. And, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about, uh, Macklemore, the Grammys, and we're going to make, make an overall, have an overall conversation about black music just in general. 
Um, but we're going to lead in. We're going to play this really dope song I discovered yesterday by a rapper that a lot of, a lot of you folks need to get hip to if you aren't already hip to him. Uh, it's his rapper. His name is X. He had put a song out named Checkpoint. It's dope as fuck, and I'm about to play that joint. So we'll be back in about three and a half minutes on the breakbeat. Trigger, you get leaned at the checkpoint. Little children going to dog the teens at the checkpoint. All your papers better be clean at the checkpoint. Gotta put your finger on the screen at the checkpoint. And pray that red light turns green at the checkpoint. And Martin Luther King had a dream at the checkpoint. He wake with loud screams from the scenes at the checkpoint. His mouth from next by any means at the checkpoint. Imagine if your daily routine was the checkpoint. And Martin Luther King had a dream at the checkpoint. He wake with loud screams from the scenes at the checkpoint. His mouth from next by any means at the checkpoint. Imagine if your daily routine was the checkpoint. Separation walls that surround in the checkpoint. On top of barbed wire like a crown on the checkpoint. Better have your permits if you found at the checkpoint. Coming on the tower, aiming down at the checkpoint. Idea is to keep you in fear at the checkpoint. Enter through the cage in the rear of the checkpoint. Feels like prison on the tear at the checkpoint. I'd rather be anywhere but here at the checkpoint. Nelson Mandela wasn't blind to the checkpoint. He stood for free Palestine at the checkpoint. Support BDS, don't give a dime to the checkpoint. This is international crime at the checkpoint. Arabs get treated like dogs at the checkpoint. Cause discrimination is a law at the checkpoint. Criminalized without a cause at the checkpoint. I'm just telling you what I saw at the checkpoint. Soldiers got bad attitudes at the checkpoint. Condescending and real rude at the checkpoint. Don't look them in their eyes when they move at the checkpoint. They might strip a man or woman nude at the checkpoint. Soldiers might blow you out the shoes at the checkpoint. Gas you up and in like the fuse at the checkpoint. Every day you stand to be accused at the checkpoint. Each time your life you can lose at the checkpoint. And Martin Luther King had a dream at the checkpoint. He wake with loud screams from the scenes at the checkpoint. His mouth from next by any means at the checkpoint. Imagine if your daily routine was the checkpoint. And Martin Luther King had a dream at the checkpoint. He wake with loud screams from the scenes at the checkpoint. His mouth from next by any means at the checkpoint. Imagine if your daily routine was the checkpoint. At the airport in Tel Aviv at the checkpoint. They pulled over hard taxi at the checkpoint. Passport visa ID at the checkpoint. Soldiers going all through my things at the checkpoint. I was high risk security at the checkpoint. Cause of the oppression I see at the checkpoint. Occupation in the third degree at the checkpoint. All the nigga wanna do is leave. Fuck a checkpoint. I used to want to see the penitentiary way after elementary Thought it was cool to look the judge in the face when he sentenced me 
since my uncles was institutionalized My intuition had said I was suited for family size My mom is stressed on my daddy's side I need me a weapon, these niggas ride Every minute, I went second, minutes to try to set me How I'm gonna listen when I don't even hear God Heaven or hell, base it all on my instincts My hands dirty, you worried about mud in your sink You like to mistake a street nigga for real nigga That same nigga that killed with you, squeal with you I deal with you like my son, stare at the sun And you'll be looking in my eyes, homie Stand for something or fall for anything And you working with two left feet at the skating ring But anyway, this for my niggas, uncles 23 hours sending me pictures I want you to know that I'm so determined to blow That you hear the music I wrote Hope it get you off death row You came home to a pocket full of stones A metro PC phones And you went back in So when I touch the pen The pen is in my view I'ma get it right just so you Do this for the city, got some Hennessy and my real niggas with me Fuck the police, they gon' have to come and get me If it feel good, tell you holly if you hit me You like to mistake a street nigga for real nigga That same nigga that kill with ya, squeal with ya I like to start it out from the bottom and build with ya Be on my last dollar and split the bill with ya I'm 23 with morals and plans to live in cordial Not rich but wealthy, there's nothing you can tell me My killings are not remorseful The city got my back, before that I give them my torso You think about it, and don't call me lyrical Cause really I'm just a nigga that's evil and spiritual I know some rappers using big words to make they similes curve My simplest shit be more pivotal I penetrate the hearts of good kids and criminals Worrisome individuals that live life critical So won't you bear witness while I bear feet So you can walk in my shoes and get to know me But anyway, this for my pop On this lunch break, eating in that parking lot I wanna be heard, probably thought he worked my nerve But really he was stressing me getting what I deserve Somebody said my name on the radio, he ain't know I was ready for the world that minute So the next time he roll up and drop grams in it, he probably be out of work, laid back while he Smoke good, eat good, good, good I do this for the city, got some Hennessy and my real niggas with me Fuck the police, they gon' have to come and get me If it feel good, tell you holly if you hit me Chad and Deppy on the move, and now we can take it up to the cathedral Cause the ism is enormous, you know what I'm talking about We out here rotating under the five P's Proper preparation prevents poor performance, you know what I'm talking about Doing my thing as I'm rotating with my speaker thumping From the windy city streets all the way out here to the streets of Compton You know what I'm talking about, Chad and Deppy on the move And we gonna continue to hustle and grow and develop by far As I rotate with my true player partner by the name of Kendrick Lamar You know what I'm talking about, this is the ism, this is the vision, you know what I'm talking about Gotta get up off your ass and get it, man That's the only way your pockets gonna expand I tell you every day, you know what I'm talking about Apply yourself to supply your wealth Only limitations you ever have Is those that you place upon yourself Touch is definitely on the move, you know what I'm talking about Exercise your wisdom And don't depend on no one else Cathedral Church Ism
again, the breakbeat, it's your boy MC, got Noah and the lovely Miss Vita Star with us, and we're about to get into her favorite rapper real quick. <laughs> Clearly her favorite rapper. I thought I was just saying that shit. <laughs> huh? You know, I Wait, see, I I wish I thought I wish you quit saying that shit because I hate him. I don't hate him as much as I hated. What remember that dude Charles Hamilton? I hated him, but um, I don't hate him as much. But yeah, fuck Macklemore. But go ahead, do your show. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of well after we get off air, I kind of want to hear. I kind of want to hear about this hatred of Charles Hamilton. I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan either, but I'm curious. But in any case, um. So this past Sunday, the Grammys happened. I don't like award shows. The only reason I ever really watch them is to, you know, for so because all the jokes and memes on social media are fucking hilarious, and I like to laugh. So I tuned in. Generally, I don't watch award shows. I can give a fuck about who wins, who's nominated, and all of that. Because at the end of the day, just me personally, I feel like, you know, it's all a popularity contest. Whoever really had the best album probably is not going to win. You know, whoever really had the, the – and, and I don't really – I'm not a big fan of pop music either, so I don't really care who had Song of the Year, Single of the Year, because it was probably trash. That being said, this past this past Sunday, uh, a lot of fuck shit happened. Not really surprising fuck shit, but fuck shit nonetheless. Um, <laughs> Macklemore – the white savior of hip hop, as he's been named by anybody with European blood in them, basically won every rap slash hip hop category in existence. Or that night, he won all except the I think the one that he wasn't even nominated for, which went to Jay Z. Um, and there was a lot of debate beforehand about whether Macklemore should even be, like, whether he should even be listed at, in, in the rap hip-hop categories for the simple fact that he's a pop artist who happens to rap. Which is not to, you know, say that he's not hip-hop at all or anything, but, again, he's just yeah. a pop artist who's using, I, I know what you're about to say. <laughs> he's a pop artist <laughs> who's using rap music, who's using rap to make his pop his bubblegum pop music. Now, in the aftermath, I mean, his performance in and of itself was 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 ridiculous. I mean, marrying the couples was cool, which is not that's not the that's not really what I thought was ridiculous. Um, but in the afterwards, he texted Vita, one of Vita's actual favorite rappers, Kendrick Lamar texted this man and then posted it on so posted on Instagram I want to say and was basically like yeah man I'm so sorry that I robbed you I mean I'm not going to give this award away or anything but you know that really sucks because you should have won you really should have I promise I mean I'll shine this award up and it'll look nice I'm sure you would have been great with it but yeah that's what happened And it was just you know, a bunch of it was just a bunch of fuck shit. What'd you get what'd you guys think about that? We can start we can start there and then progress towards some other some other stuff. I'm I'm gonna let Noah go. Yeah, Noah go, because you know you already know I'm gonna explode off this shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw that shit on Twitter, man. 
I actually retweeted it. I don't watch the Grammys because I don't watch white people award shows. But cool. um, I um, <laughs> I saw that shit and I was like, really? Now, mind you, I didn't really listen to Macklemore, but I did like Thrift Shop until Brooks ruined it for me. <laughs> You're welcome. By telling me he 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 stole he stole some stuff and then that just kind of killed it for me because that beat was just like fire for me, but. Other than that, I really didn't listen to him. But seeing that apology, it was just like, really? And he went, yeah, and from, what, was... from my understanding, he went on stage like a bunch of times, and not once did he say, Kendrick, you're the one that really deserves this. You should have this. None of that. But then you're going to take a picture of a private message and post it in a public forum. Exactly. You're a dumbass. You know, despite the fact, you know, other and and it's not like it's not like and it's not like if he had given his award away that he would have been the first, because I remember hearing about Kanye doing that at some award show a couple years ago, that he won some award and gave it away to I think he gave it away to somebody. I don't know. I don't keep up with that stuff. But I remember hearing. I remember hearing that. The whole thing just kind of reminded me of. It's like, it's like I can I can profit off all these other movements and not give you credit for anything. But in private, I'd be like, hey, man, thanks. Hey, man, you know, this is really for y'all, but, you know, they give it to me. Can't do anything about that. Okay. But right now I know Vita Vita's over on the side <laughs> waiting to jump in like a game of double dutch. So take it up. <laughs> okay. okay. So we all know the – most award shows, uh, I would say 99.9% of them are bullshit. We know this, okay? We know yep. that the Grammys are bullshit, and we definitely know that they have been bullshit towards hip-hop since pretty much they put hip-hop as a category. So, yep. you know, I'm not oblivious of this, and I want to make sure I make that clear. Either way, fuck the Grammys, fuck Macklemore, and they know what they did was fucked up. And because of, I'm sorry, but there was just too much evidence that, to me, as subjective as music is, you and I understand that people don't like Kendrick Lamar. I totally get my not enjoying his music or his style. I totally respect that. And I totally understand someone liking Macklemore's music or his style. I hate that bullshit, but some people like bullshit. I totally get that. I'm cool. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just keeping it real. I, I, I like some bullshit. There's some bullshit in my iPod right now. But if you try, I'm not going to sit here and argue and make a point either that some of these bullshit artists deserve awards. I will never make that point. So the thing that people trip me out about this conversation is I keep saying, well, Macklemore talks about issues, talks about this, and talks about, guess what? The whole album of Good Kid, Mad City, was a concept addressing a huge social issue and people still miss that, right? <clears throat> people completely miss the entire story. It's a story, and every song fits perfectly within that story. And yet if you extract those songs, they sound like songs that, that but these songs also stand alone. So I didn't understand, I mean, as far as art, art, artistry, beats, lyrics, concepts, it, it, it's pushed way past the hype. And I heard the hype. It didn't move me. Yep. It didn't move. It sounds like a piece of pop bullshit to me. And that's other he wants people are like well he talks about social issues he talks about white privilege then what's he fucking do? Like who been talking <laughs> about white privilege? Have you not heard a Dead Prez album? Have you not heard a KRS album? Have you not heard a 
have you not heard of Quali album, the most album, of con- I mean, we've talked about white privilege forever, but a white boy talking about white privilege, oh, it's been. <laughs> hey, and he wasn't even the first white boy to do it, considering Eminem did that shit at least Eminem. 12 years ago, over 12 Eminem. years ago. And I don't even, I'm not even an Eminem, I love, I love Eminem, I respect Eminem, I respect him. I don't, I'm not a big fan of his music like that, but I, I have respect for the man. Then I'll put it this way. If Eminem gets an award for something, I'm not going to be like, oh, shit, this motherfucker didn't deserve it. Like, I really think he has earned a, a lot of, uh, he's, he's a great lyricist. He's put, he's put a lot of work. He's, you know, I don't like any of his new music at all. But I, I have a certain level of respect for him. And he, you're right, he has talked about white privilege. He's even addressed it. He's even said, I'm a white boy. And I already know I'll get a certain level of privilege being a white boy in hip-hop. He has said this. So I don't even yep. think Macklemore realized he ain't innovative shit. And I know that we want to put it like, and people are like, oh, well, he's not talking about all these bad things that all these other rappers are talking about because they still have this stigma and the stereotype against hip-hop. They still believe yep. that hip-hop is only the, the few things. That, in fact, I would say even in mainstream, hip-hop has improved. I mean, you have people like Kendrick Lamar or, or J. Cole yep. or even – Kanye's bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I totally, like, I don't see how people can still have that same idea about hip-hop when it meant to act like Macklemore is countering this shit when he isn't, and he hasn't. There are a whole, and, oh, he's independent, and he had a hit song. There are a lot of independent artists who I think deserve hit songs a hell of a whole lot more than he did, and I, yep. I just don't get the conversation. I don't understand that people can sit there and say, well, I could have gone, and this other thing, I could have telltale sign of a person who's not a fucking hip-hop head. I I can tell one when I can sniff them out. I could have gone either way. What? Get the fuck out of here. Don't even, don't even take your music seriously. That was right. my favorite one. You know, and you know, and you know and what's interesting, what's interesting is, you know, probably the people who have reservations about Kendrick probably didn't even hear the fucking record. Like, they probably heard, um, uh, what's the song? The, the drink song. I can't home. think of the name. Yeah, okay. Swim they probably home. heard... So they probably heard swimming pools. They probably heard the hook and probably just assumed, like, oh, this is just another nigga over here talking about alcohol right. in the club they and partying. And party. yes, Despite the fact that if you actually even listen to the lyrics of the song, not even about that. It's about alcoholism right. and how we, how it yeah. controls a lot of our social interactions. Even being exactly. He talks about his uncle in Chicago. You know, he's talking about how I, what it has alcohol has been in our communities and in our in our social lives and in our personal lives. People come, but you're playing at a fucking party like it's a fucking drinking song. You know, exactly. People club to it without even without even knowing what this song is about, or without even paying sorry, attention to the fact song. that there's there's more to it. And that thrift shop song wasn't nothing innovative. You got a song because, he, look at me, I'm a white boy, and I get shit for cheap thrift store. Guess what? I was raised buying shit at the damn thrift store. You ain't you ain't special, motherfucker. That's how I got I mean, clothes at the damn thrift store. That's how we go. We're oh, Vavita. Huh? Vavita, it's, it's trendy now. Exactly. It's trendy for people. It's a trend <laughs> for people who don't have to do the shit. Oh, I don't really have stuff to do so, but I do it because I'm cool. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, I mean, you're not cool because you shop at the thrift store. If you, I, I, look, I'm all for saving money. If you do it because you want to save money, cool. I'm with you. Don't act like you're doing some shit. You make a whole song about it. Like, I'm special. I shop at the thrift store. Fuck you and your thrift store and your $20. <laughs> you know. I, don't, I don't know about his ass. I don't. And he made a song. Uh, talking about uh, gay marriage and love. I mean, honestly, uh, that was to me. I, 
he may be sincere about his beliefs, but I know that was nothing but a straight up PR marketing move. That's all that shit was. Yep. And he's playing off of other people's struggles for his own personal gain. Yep. I don't think that's yep. cool. I don't. Right. And it go and it go it goes back and it goes to, and it goes back to why so many folks, you know, don't really give a fuck about or what a lot of folks say they don't really care about you know the folks like the qualities and the most deaths because they hear the message, but they're not doing they're not actively doing anything to kind of improve it. You're basically making money off someone else's struggle, and that's basically what this is. And it's funny that you know they want to they want to give Macklemore, you know, the crown for this movement that he hasn't he's not he's not a part of. He hasn't reached out to them and he hasn't publicly acknowledged that they're there. You know, right. I mean, you can even just look at Mary Lambert, who sings on the song. Guess how many times she's gotten to speak with for every award that they've ever won? None. She's never spoken. She's never gotten the opportunity. Half the time, she's not even fucking there. And then, you know, right. like I said, there's a, there's a whole movement of queer hop that's been going on for years. For years. Years. Right. They have spoken, they, they, they have spoken about... Not only gay marriage, because I mean that's one issue, but that's not the whole. That's not everything. They've spoken on. They've spoken on LGBTQ rights all across the board, and they deserve. They deserve to have the opportunity to have to 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 be heard. See, if Macklemore is really about that life, instead of co-opting this movement, you know, like like, I put it like this. You know what a bigger move would have been to me? Like the marriage thing on the Grammys is cool. You know what the bigger thing would have been for me? If he had brought Angel Hayes or Leaf or one, you know, some other queer artist out to perform, to perform one of their songs or maybe drop a verse or something so that they can get the exposure right. and be able to tell their story because that's what it's about. Right. That would have been right. bigger than me than, than having these couples marry on live TV. How many queer hop artists were on his album? None. How well, many dropped a verse? He had a girl sing a hook. I don't know. I'm talking yep. about someone who had a verse. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, somebody who's supposedly for, I mean, if you're really for the movement, and the sad part is, and some people say, well, don't no, we can't blame Macklemore. Well, we can't completely blame him, because I actually do, and I agree with that. We have to definitely look at also the fact that how come all of a sudden it's, it's uh, somehow the stories that have been told by the people who have actually lived these lives, we don't care about them. We're not praising an actual, uh, you said, queer hop artist. We're not actually. We're going to pick some heterosexual white male, and we're going to praise him for talking about somebody else's story instead of us having their stories in hip hop. Instead of us saying, "Hey, yep. this is a queer hop artist. Let's let's promote them. Let's talk about them." Ellen DeGeneres didn't interview them. I'm just saying. Yep. And on top, and you know what? On top, on, even on top of that. People are just like, oh, I'm just happy that there's music with a message. There's plenty of music with a message. There's plenty of music with a message in in mainstream hip hop. You can you can look at Kendrick Lamar. You can look you can look at uh, Lupe Fiasco's album that he dropped the same year that The Heist and Go Kid Mad City came out. Um, you Cole. can. Cole. He had the song. There there are plenty there are plenty of songs. Uh, even even Wale when he first came out, you know. There's, there's there's plenty of music with a message, and, and honestly, you can go if you go outside of just you know mainstream radio hip hop, you'll find plenty of stuff. Like people want to go over here and give this man an award because like oh he's a pop he's 
he's a he's a pop man and he's you know he's 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 talking about a message. Okay, good for him. You know, lots of lots of people do. Like that that's not new in rap, <laughs> and especially and especially not new coming from him. Folks have been talking about gay marriage and have talked about equal rights for a long time. In fact, I, I actually remember Kanye West even called for an end for it a couple years ago. Didn't he? Wasn't it? Didn't he have a song? He, uh, not, oh no, I'm thinking about. Uh, I was thinking about graduation, not graduation. Um, but I remember Kanye West a couple years ago came out. And I don't know if it was in a magazine interview or like a TV interview, but he, he basically said, you know, hey, the homophobia and shit, like that's just not cool. We gotta stop that shit. Right. Didn't get much press. Like, you know, I mean, people wrote about it. They were like, hey, yeah, Kanye said this. But, you know, that didn't garner the the attention that, you know, Macklemore has gotten for, you know, making this song, which is kind of a, yeah, but, a half-assed uh, attempt at that. But like Kanye, the song's not even that great. That, yeah, really. But, um, I mean, it's funny because it's, I, I remember reading a long time ago, and I, I forgot who it was, but they were saying, it's funny how whenever we do something good, we never hear any stories. We don't, this all over the news. Oh, a, ra- a rap artist opened a school. A rap artist ta- uh, says that they believe in gay marriage. It's not, it doesn't get nearly as much press as when they do something, you know, T.I. was found with guns and he's already on probation, he's already on parole. Like, that gets so much more attention. But let T.I. do something positive, we don't even hear it. It doesn't come up. Right. I mean, and that's that's the other side of it. Lots of these rappers, despite you know, despite what they may talk about uh, in in their music and whatnot, a lot of them are very, very active in their communities. A lot of them are about giving back, but you don't hear that. And a lot, no. a lot of folks make make the judgments about these folks because you know, hey, you know, he may have, he may be, you know, he, he may be out here with a, a track about being in a strip club or something. You know, and they'll look down on them for that, but then you know they'll they'll they won't acknowledge the fact like, oh, this man this man uh, this man opened up an after school center in, in in his own neighborhood. He donated money for books. Oh, he gave you know he gave he he worked in the soup kitchen on Thanksgiving. You know, in a in a poor right. neighborhood. Well, that J Rock goes back. I mean, J Rock goes back to his projects and gives turkeys away for to his family for Christmas and Thanksgiving. We don't even hear about that shit. Right. And he doesn't need and the thing is a lot of these artists they don't do it for the acknowledgement. They do it because they really care about their communities where they came from. They know that they can right. go back and people will still be like, Hey, so and so went to my school and guess what? He came and he got his Christmas present. You know, like that doesn't make it but and I know that they don't want to do it they don't they don't do it for that attention, so they don't get that attention. But the sad thing is we and I'm saying we as a media, we as in people who know that these things have, we should be promoting these things. And I don't understand why. I mean, I understand why it has. I, I understand, but I don't understand at the same time. Like I know it's racism. I know it's a lot of things wrapped into it, but it just bothers me. The same reason I know why Macklemore got the award over Kendrick, which obviously was the stupidest thing ever. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It was really, 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 really. Uh, excuse me. Really ridiculous. That makes no sense at all. No, uh, you sent me an article, right? I, I didn't. I didn't even read that. Yeah. Um, do y'all hear about, or I guess, um, do you hear about? Uh, I guess NDRE compo- uh, criticized the Grammys. Yeah, I read that. I shared it and I didn't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it now. 
I did share it, though, because I, I was like, oh, let me make sure I read this, and then I never got around to reading it. <laughs> but thank, thank you, Noah, for sending it to me. I keep calling you Teeny. It's, I, I'm sorry. I like calling you Teeny, but Noah. Either way. <laughs> Either or. Either or. Uh, See, I can't call yeah, her Teeny because I, just... I have a cousin named that. I get them confused. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> And I just read the Indie RE criticism, and, like, it's basically, I don't know, I feel the same way. There's a lot of colorism and a lot of racial politics that play into the Grammys. Like, most of the voters are, I I would say, like, it was an astronomical amount. I think, like, 85 or 90% 90 are are white anyway. So they ain't voting for us. Of course not. They, of course not. It's always great when you can find non-black people doing black music, so they can get all the awards, even if they're not particularly great at it. Very few genres that were presented weren't started by black people. In fact, I don't even know if there's any American music that wasn't started by black people. Country comes from the blues, so I'm trying to figure out what genre did they start in America, and they all get an award for our shit. I'm just saying. Exactly. Yeah. I'm hear all this hype about. Help me find what genre did, we, did white Americans invent? None. I, I can't. You name a genre, you you can't really. There there really isn't any. If it, all they've Who's done that? is move in and know. take it over. <laughs> well, think about it. Classical music comes from Europe. That that's not even white American. All pretty yeah, much all American music comes from black people. You and because the thing is this. We start, we started so much so many genres that it's extended into other things. Look, listen, pop singers sing like black people now. Back when 1950, they said oh, in 40s when they said black people were singing too wild and they were all over the place and it was too sexual and too this. All the white folks do it now, all of them. R and B. All they do is copy what rhythm and blues artists have been doing forever. Hip hop. Yep. Rock. It's a special. Yep. Country. All of it started with us, but yet they're getting fucking awards. I'm just saying, nigga, how are you gonna take somebody else's shit and then give then give yourself an award for it? I'm. Look, so yeah, not, y'all did it, but we perfected that shit. Look, maybe I'm right. <laughs> We perfected it, <laughs> or they fucked it up. Pick one. I like the I like the second option. <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking, they, I, I they mean, like, like electronic, electronic music, dance music, all that came from disco. Who started disco? Black people. That was underground. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. But they can't give us credit for shit. Nope. So right. you gotta remember, <laughs> you gotta remember, it's always terrible and 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 demonized and awful until they appropriate it. And then all of a sudden, oh, shit, this is great. Now we can do it. I don't know. I'm with one of these commenters. I feel like we should boycott this shit. I don't don't want this shit anywhere. Yeah, but, I mean, at the end of the day, if we boycott, I mean, the same shit's going to (laughs) happen. He's still going to give the awards to the white folks that they want to give the awards to. Start our own awards show. No. no, we do, but we we have our own awards. Don't nobody care you about that what? shit. And, with, and, that, and actually, what's, what's funny is we actually have we actually have white folks that are nominated. We have white people that are nominated at some of the NAACP Image Awards, which yeah. is crazy. 
Like Robin because Thicke a nominated lot of people Justin will Timberlake say nominated. I think Macklemore is even nominated. Because what? we always no, feel like please don't to, tell me that. We always feel like we have to be inclusive, but we don't yep. require the same. We don't. It's not Vita. It's not even that. I'm gonna tell you what it is. I'm gonna tell you what it is. You ready? <laughs> I'm scared. Okay. No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. No, I'm going to tell you, this is the truth. This is the truth right here. A lot of black people feel like if there's not white people in front of it, it's ghetto, and that's, that it's, 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 not any, right. it's not anything worth watching. That's what it is. Hey. Just like how niggas want to escape to the suburbs and go to, and, and get out. They want to get away from black people. Have you ever heard black people say that? Like, man, I can't yeah. be around these black people. I just want to move out to whatever suburb is in your city, whichever. Mm-hmm. It's because black people think that other black people are ghetto and they don't want to be associated with other black people. They want to be associated with classiness and classiness is white folks in a lot of black people's mind. And so that's it's not even about being inclusive. It's the fact that if you put a white person's face in front of it, bam, legit, legit. That's so true. That is so it's, sad, and it yep. is so true. And it's funny because I'm actually looking over her uh, India Ari's letter, and I, as I'm reading it, I'm thinking to myself, you got robbed. Remember when Alicia Keys yes. won them goddamn awards? And I don't yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, she maybe deserved a couple of them. I mean, she did have a hit song, and her album, you know, I, I thought it was okay. I don't think she's that great of a singer, but she did okay. But uh, NDRE totally got robbed. I mean, you're talking about an album that was, to me, is still a classic. Like, I still bump that shit. That was a fantastic you know what I mean? record. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, she talked about different things, and it was just very well done. And she actually wrote her songs. I mean, the people keep giving Alicia Keys credit for shit she don't do, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but, I really, but I really think... You know, it's sad that I'm I'm, I'm reading this from in from India. I'm thinking you were a victim of this. So Alicia Keys was the light skinned black girl, and I'm not saying anything bad about light skinned people. Don't be upset, Brooke. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not saying anything bad about light skinned people, but it, I'm just. But we we have to admit that there's there's a certain level of acceptance. We're more likely to accept Alicia Keys than we were India Ari, and we don't we're not always acknowledge that. Because she's not black, she's racially ambiguous. Right. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. Crazy. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Image Awards. Like Bruno Mars is nominated. Fucking Justin Timberlake and Robin Thicke are both on here. They're both they're for Outstanding Album, actually. Okay, what about John Legend, and what about, like, all the other black artists with outstanding albums this year, last yeah, year? What about no, Beyonce? John Legend's nominated. John Legend's nominated. Uh, Janelle Monae is nominated, Charlie and Charlie Wilson. If Bruno Mars wins over Janelle Monae, if Bruno Mars wins over Janelle Monae, I'll be so upset. No, no, if, if anybody who's not John, John Legend or Charlie Wilson wins over Janelle Monet, which is basically Robin Thicke and Justin Timberlake. Those are the only two white no. white dudes. No. I, I, but I, Robin Thicke and Justin Timberlake are the same person. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and you know, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like And them. I really hate, you know, I, I hate that Justin Timberlake that. is considered R&B by so many folks. Well, how is he? I, I, thank you. How the fuck is he R&B? I don't, like, I don't understand. Robin Thicke. You guys. 
Robin Thicke really did do R&B music, so I, I get that. I don't get Justin Timberlake. I, I don't think, I don't like either one of them. I think Robin Thicke is overrated as hell. He can't sing that great, and I don't know why motherfuckers like him, but, you know, I'm not knocking him. Uh-oh. But, yeah, I agree as far as Charlie Wilson and John Legend. Now, this is the thing, though. I don't really like a lot of John Legend songs, but the man can sing. He's talented. He puts, he puts together a great, great work. And Charlie Wilson yep. is a legend, and the fact that he's still doing it, to me, is like remarkable. He's nothing still doing it. He's still releasing albums. He's still getting R and B hits. And the man is yep. great. I love Charlie Wilson. And I will always love Charlie Wilson. I was a Charlie Wilson fan back when the Gap band was together, even though I wasn't born. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I love Charlie Wilson because his voice is so recognizable. Like I'm not gonna mistake anybody else for Charlie Wilson. Nope. <laughs> Ever. That's so true. Like Ariana Charlie Wilson. I already told you about Ariana Grande. I already told you about her, bro. I don't. Who the hell is that? She, she, um, she's, she's, she's just, she's just little. Oh yeah, she's just little. She's was she like twenty now? She was formerly she's on. One of Disney kids. Yeah, she's one of them Disney kids. Yes, and she was hailed. Peep, no, peep doesn't. Peep does. She was hailed as the second coming of Mariah and Whitney Houston in one. What? No. Oh, yeah. I know who you're no. talking about. Okay, she sings no, that song. No, no, no. Anyway, she sings that song about some boy. Wait, uh, I love the way you something. You got my heart. Or, oh, my God, what's the name of that song? I heard it because one of the kids I nanny made me listen to this stupid song. But she can sing. I was like, um, I heard a lot of computers. I need to hear her live because I don't, I don't hear this. Yeah, she wasn't great. She ain't great live. I saw I saw a video. She ain't she ain't she ain't she ain't she ain't she ain't shit. She has that song. She, okay, she has a song with Mac Miller, and that song samples the same. It has the same beat as a uh, big pun. Still not a player. Yes, I know. And still not a player is a classic. She 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 ruined that for yeah, me. Yeah, that shit made me mad. A terrible song. I heard Mac Miller rapping. I'm like, hold up. The fuck? I'm like, what is this? No. What 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 is this blasphemy right here? First of all, I had to go and look up who Mac Miller was because I didn't That's know who white. he was. He's white, right? Or is that yeah. Mexican? I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. He's like Asher oh. Ross Light. Oh, you know what? He was on MTV a while ago, and I remember Yeah, yeah, because he had that bro- show. What was the show? Uh, fuck if I remember. It was some show where it was just like him and his crew doing shit. Wait, he had a show? Wow. The only reason I, and the only re, but here's the, the only reason I know yeah. is because MTV2 sometimes replays old episodes of Boy Meets World, so I'd watch it, and during the commercials they'd be advertising this show. It's the only reason I know. Watching, he be he lying. He watched 16 and Pregnant. He had it on his DVR. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, y'all! Oh, oh my yeah. goodness! <laughs> yeah. It's all about that true life. Wait, you said somebody else was nominated. You said Beyonce was nominated for some shit? I thought I was no, Beyonce's not, she's not on here at all, actually. Oh, okay. Y'all, hey. Hey. Scandal is hey. nominated, y'all. Who? Okay. Scandal. Scandal. Oh, oh yeah, Scandal's man. on here. See, but I don't know. I don't know who I want to win though, because my girl Regina King is on here, and then Sleepy Hollow. I haven't even seen that, but it just looks good from the commercials. So I'm gonna say I don't know. It's okay. It's a lot of good shows on here. It's okay. 
Well, you know what? I like uh, I like the fact that Shonda Rhimes has hired a lot of black people, so you know I'm I'm good with her. Um, but I love Regina King, so I'll pick Regina King over anybody. I love her, and she's from yep. LA. I'm good. I <laughs> Vita, let me ask let me, let me ask you: Have you seen Scandal though? <laughs> yeah, I watched it. I watched Scandal. I'm just messing. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> 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 I was all fell right for that shit too. I was like, yeah, I do. I'm not indignant and shit. My bad. I love. You know what confused me? You know what confused me about Scandal is that they didn't mention race like almost at all until like the second season, and then when they mentioned, it, I was finally like, there it is. <laughs> they oh, did no, it. No, no, I, I didn't even see. I, I don't remember them mentioning race. I don't remember, but I do remember this. There was a scene where Olivia Pope goes to uh, meet with a client, and this white lady walks up to the other, to the white lady, I forgot, the white girl in the group. I forgot her name, the, with the red hair. I know you're talking about. The, white, the, the girl with the red hair, Noah? Oh, um, Noah, what's the girl's <laughs> name with the red hair? And that's, in, that's, in, that's in Pope and Associates. Okay, oh, her. But, oh. I know who you're you know, talking about, the one who was in the abusive relationship. Yeah, okay, yeah, her. So I remember when there was an episode when Olivia Pope goes to meet with this client. It was the white lady who cheated on her husband with the with her law professor, who was, I think, a judge now or something. And um, the lady walked right up to the white girl and was like, oh, you must be Olivia Pope. And Olivia was like, I'm Olivia Pope. And I was like, damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was like the only time it's the only time I've ever seen you race shit. But so I was like, I'm well, damn, you know. <laughs> Other than I don't no, they, they mentioned it. I think I don't know if it was in the, at the end of the first season or the beginning of the second season when the whole shit hit the fan when they when you know her her um, affair with the president was about to be exposed, and then her daddy came. Her daddy showed up, and shit. I mean, they they mentioned they um they were talking about. It. They finally said that you know. You're a black. You're a black woman. This is a white. Pre- this is a white man, and this is not that. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's, you have to see it. When her dad was fussing at her, yeah, he did say that. He was going in. I, to be real though. Yeah. I was like, I think your daddy right, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was going in. He was like, you are basically. I mean, you the side piece. I hate to tell you. You, you know, yeah. you even love. I, I, I hate the president. I don't say that show. I mean, we talk about scandal, but I hate the president. He's weak he, though. I hate the way he treats her. I think. I mean, she she told. Uh, yeah, that whole thing bugs me. But the show's good, so I get over it. Yeah, I love. I love it, but I hate. I mean, he's he's weak though, and like you know who I love though. You know who I love, Millie. I you know I hated her, and now I like her. I I, I hated her at first, and then I, as the season went on, I just grew to love her because she puts up with so much, and she gave up her career for Duke, just like Hillary. Mm. Man, I feel for her. I feel for her in a lot of ways. Yep. So y'all got, what, five minutes left? What's, up? What's next on the agenda for, for the last five minutes? I don't know, but I know they. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Man, forget you, Brooke. You know you like Scandal. (laughs) I've seen all of two episodes. I'm good. 
You a hater. Now, if we're talking about the Mindy <laughs> no, Project, no, no. all right. I don't really, I don't really watch Scandal. Although I told Never myself I would. Also, I told myself I was like last summer. I told myself I was gonna watch it because I had, I had, uh, I had Netflix and whatnot. And they had put the season on the. Uh, they had the first season on there. Eventually, put the second season. I was like, I'm gonna go watch it, and I just kind of never did. Yeah. I have never yeah. seen um, the Mindy Project. Actually, how I started watching Scandal is, um, well, I tried to watch it a little bit when it was on. My roommate watched it, and she was on the DVR. But I just, you know, I couldn't keep up, and I was like, fuck it. So I'm really bad at keeping up with TV shows. Like I really suck. Until it comes on Netflix, I usually don't watch it. But, um, so I, that's how I. That they, I caught up with it because of Netflix, and they put the second season on. I was like, oh, let me try to watch this whole season. And I caught all the way up. And then my roommate had it all on the DVR, had all these, with the, the third season on the DVR. So I was like, oh, I could really catch up. And I was watching them back to back to back to back. And, you know, because I had lost my job, I ain't had no job. So <laughs> I ain't got no job. I ain't got no place to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I totally understand. I'm the same way with shows, so that's why that's why I don't like. I mean, I I, like, I missed all of the last. I'm like Criminal Minds is my show, and I missed all of the last season of Criminal Minds. One because I was doing the show, and two because I mean I get impatient and I always forget to watch stuff, and so I I, I hate I hate this whole idea of we're gonna have a half season, then we're gonna go away for like six months, and then we'll come back and finish. Like I hate that. I'd rather just watch the shit all the way through and be be done Hold with it. The mid-season finale bullshit. Yeah, like I, I hate that. I mean, I, I mean, I just don't like watching shows just like in the middle of stuff. Anyway, I'd rather be able to watch the whole thing all the way through. Like I know, like super, like I used to watch Supernatural back in '06. Then they took the break, and I totally, for, I, I forgot about that show. And I still, I still haven't seen it since. That's what happened to me in Mad Men. Cause I loved Mad Men. I mean, you couldn't. I was, I was gonna watch that shit. That was one show I could keep up with. Was Mad Men. And then they took a break, and I had a hard time trying to keep up with that shit. I don't know. If, I don't even know if the show still come on. Uh, I didn't. I think they had a finale or something last year. Or, I mean, I know, I know, like reruns still come on. I don't know if I don't know if they continue Man, it or not. Hey, look, I haven't watched Mad Men, but Vita, it's all on Netflix. All all the episodes, like all the seasons. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure almost every season. It might be all the seasons, but there's a lot of seasons on Netflix. Hashtag I was pretty team. caught up. I was pretty caught up. I think the last two I missed. Hashtag Team Hulu Plus, yo. Whatever. Yeah. You, I stand on my island with that here. one. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was stand. I was stand on my island. With, I was stand on my island. And whatnot. Um, we had something else that we were going to talk about. I kind of forgot what the hell we were going to. What the hell was it? Oh, are I didn't you write it down. Oh, are we the um the, the article, but it's it's only yeah. two minutes left. No, it's not. We got an hour. Yeah, we, I was about to. Well, I was going to say we're going to spill over anyway. So okay. The y'all, y'all don't made. mind. I can stay on here. I mean. The, uh, we got I'm 60 good. seconds. Okay. Well, well yeah, we yeah. can we can spill on over. We can keep talking about Netflix and 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 all of that. <laughs> um, okay, we got 60 seconds left, so I guess we can kind of do this kind of half-ass makeshift uh, outro. Okay. Shout out to Vita for calling in, even though she's going to be hanging with us afterwards. Woo! Uh, <laughs> 
Call mother down. Um, <laughs> shout out to Noah again. One, because she's doing the show with me and not with Vita. And two, for being <laughs> great. <laughs> I wish she does. <laughs> and for <laughs> um, and of course, this is me, MC Brooks. Uh, we'll catch you. We'll catch you all in two weeks on the break, on the, the break beat on BFT Radio. Signing out. Deuces. Three and two and bam. All right, we spilled over now. I was hoping you were going to play a song so I could get a quick little break. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I can. I can. I got one of, um, whatchamacallit, what I, well, what I was going to do, um, and I was going to try to tie this in if some of the segments didn't go so long, but I was like, you know, because ATL, because people, folks in ATL are going through some shit right now, I was like, you know what, I'm going to play something by my favorite group from ATL. Play one of my favorite songs by them, which is Elevator. Outcast. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, definitely fucks with this song. So I'm gonna play this song, and I kind of want to jam to it. So I'm not really gonna. Push a house. I was like, here you go. <laughs> oh, that's Houston. That's Houston, huh? I'm mixing them. Yeah, up. I think so. Yeah, that's that's that, that's that. But I'm gonna play this joint, and you know what? I'm not even gonna like move us over to the second line. I just want cuz I want to hear this shit right now. So after the, like this 4 <laughs> minutes goes by, then we'll come back and we can talk about some shit. I'm thirsty as fuck right now, so about to go do that. See you in 4 minutes. Oh wait. Mm. Well, want to let me play it? Oh, oh there it goes.
Bullshit, pull shit off like it was supposed to be pulled. Full of the tick I was, stone like them white boys. Smoking them white girls before them blunts got crunk. Chunky asses, passes getting throw like Hail Marys. And they looking like Halle Berry, so, so fine. Intertwined, but we ain't sipping wine. We just chilling, I'm the rabbit villain. And I'm so high, smoking freely. Me, Lil B, Rick Moan and Shook. And my little brother, James. Things changed in the hood where I live at. Them rats know, mama, I want to sing. But mama, I want to trick. And mama, I'm sucking dicks now. We Moving on up in the world like elevators Me and the crew, we pimps like 82 Me and you like Tone it, Tone it, Tone <laughs> Yeah, yeah Like this, East Point, and we gone Me and you, your mama and your cousin The two, rolling down the strip on the boat Coming up, slamming that leg door Me and you, your mama and your cousin The two, rolling down the strip on the boat Got stopped at the mall the other day Heard a call from the other way That I just came from Some nigga was saying something Talking about Smoke something You remember me from school? No, not really But it kept smiling like a clown Facial expression looking silly And he kept asking me What kind of car you drive? I know you paid I know y'all got Buku with poles From all them songs that y'all done made And I replied that I've been going through The same thing that he has True, I got more fans than the average man But not enough loot to last me To the end of the week I live by the beat like you live Check to check If you don't move your feet Then I don't eat So we like neck to neck Yes, we done come a long way like them slim ass cigarettes from Virginia. This ain't gonna stop, so we just gonna continue. Continue. You, your mama and your cousin, the two. Rolling down the strip on the boat. Coming up, slamming cat like no. Oh, okay. So you should call in. Stop extra. being like that. 
ever say yeah. when are we going back live because he's losing interest. I say call in, nigga. Oh, he can't. Yeah, he, well, he can't. It's too late now. You're out of luck. You can't call yeah, in right he, now. Yeah, he would have had to call in before 11. He says this is the best show yet. So. Yeah. He said he said he said Vita made it. <laughs> oh, oh, come on, dog. Really? <laughs> I'm just saying, Noah. I'm just saying. See, I'm just saying. Supposed to be my dog. Are you to Look, supposed to be no, my dog. You know, really giving nothing. credit to the enemy and shit. Come on, son. <laughs> look, look, no, look. I ain't trying to say nothing, but I'm just saying. See. Mm-mm. See, tell, hey, tell vet. See me. Tell, tell, tell <laughs> me. And son, we got beef now. All right. Like, <laughs> come on, son. So you're supposed to be the homie. Who was that? That's her boyfriend. Damn. <laughs> That's supposed to be my homie, and he over, he over Wait. here. He said, don't be mad because her show probably better than yours. Oh, tell him next Thursday. Tell him tune in tomorrow. Yeah, tell him tune in tomorrow. I'm not on tomorrow. Tomorrow at 10 a.m. Fuck you. Tell him 7 p.m. next week on Blast with Vita Stars. Is, that'll be uh, let's see, Thursday, yeah, Thursday. Yeah, ten a.m. Oh, Thursday. Oh. <laughs> Don't Why tune on in. <laughs> Over I'll here, you're supposed to be the homie week. and shit. It's cool, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's just playing. Nah, son, you he already crossed playing. that barrier, dog. <laughs> 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 it's too late. You already co-signed her. <laughs> I'm just good. saying, do you want to be? A, no, do you want to be on the winning team? That's all I'm saying. I don't know hey, nothing about the winning team, please. Brooks. What up, dog? Trader. Yeah, like a brother, man. <laughs> Ain't no damn <laughs> Over here. No, I'm see, a, cause you see, see what you don't understand is this. This is deeper than BFT. See y'all, y'all over in Milwaukee. Y'all in the middle. See, this is East Coast, West Coast, right here. All right. <laughs> And right now, right now, you're not siding with the right squad. No, no, no. She did that in the comfort of her own hotel room. <laughs> hey, we're in the middle. Hey, Brooks. We're in the middle. When Biggie and Pac was happening, niggas had to choose sides. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> I was always going with Pac, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm just saying. Hey, but, hey, but Pac's from East Coast, so I'll take that. Yeah. Hey, 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 that's not what he rep. Uh, right, I was with you. Yeah, fuck with he rep. No. He from here. I was with <laughs> oh, that's probably why. You, that's probably why y'all relate. He a traitor, too. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, fuck you, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> they both dead. How about that? Oh, yeah. damn. Right. It's damn. Damn. It's sad. Damn. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Big E. Rest in peace, Rest in peace, Big L. Rest in peace, Big Pun. We got Buzz Killington on the phone and shit. Damn. (laughs) Be like, yeah, yeah, East Coast, yeah, West Coast. Yeah, them niggas dead. (laughs) She makes herself Oh, shit. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Make yourself dead. Damn. (laughs) Great, man. Come over here. I was over here really enjoying it. Dreams. 
Never that. Never that. I was actually, I was going to call in, and then Apollo decided to wake up and start screaming for no reason. Especially when that other nigga was on the phone. He was pissing me off. I don't know who that nigga was, but that nigga. (laughs) (laughs) That that nigga. Vita, you a trooper. Because I would have, I would have, Vita, you're you're way better than me. Because I was, I was over here snapping to myself like, bitch ass nigga, do you listen? (laughs) Your ears must not work. (laughs) You're sitting here trying to work with the system. You're sitting here trying to work with the system instead of changing it, dumbass. But this, you know what's funny? Just... He sent me a message on Facebook, and he's like, "Just because I, just because I didn't agree with you, doesn't mean I didn't hear you." I was like, "No, that was oh my god, string. It was the fact that you started making up points that I didn't make, and then saying new, making new points that had nothing to do with what we were talking about. Like, what are you? Talking but you know about? what that is? You're smart. You know what that is? That's a nigga who don't know shit trying to sound smart. That's what it is. <laughs> they move the Let me explain. The sad part is you may be correct. Yeah. But, 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 but listen, listen, the funny thing is, you shut him down. You gave him, like, a quick, like, mini rant. You killed everything that he had to say, was going to say, would think about, and his past. You killed it all. And the nigga, the only thing he could do was talk circular after that. But I'm just talking about me, though. You know what I'm saying? I can only live life through these eyes. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. Your eyes ain't the only eyes. Shit. And the funny thing is, like, Brooks, you know, I'm on unemployment. And the funny thing is, I'm 26. This is the first time I've ever been on unemployment. They got to keep a job. But out here, it ain't sweet. Niggas can't find, a, can't find a job for shit out here. That's all I have to take care of my business shit. So not everybody's a bum-ass nigga, you know what I'm saying, sitting around right. living off the government. Yeah, government don't give a fuck about us, huh? Yeah, not, yeah. I got fed up and went back to school. Shit, <laughs> they, they, can, they, can take, they can take the unemployment. I'm going to get the government cheese regardless. And I'm getting education. They can kiss my ass. But that's ain't no there. I ain't one of the niggas. That's the point. Yeah. Whenever whenever they can't argue back, they just try to move the goalposts and try to make the make the shit about some other shit. What I'm saying, mad, though, is I'm hearing you, bro. Then they get mad when you call them on it, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but we're not talking about that. And this ain't about you. So. But Brooks, though. Brooks, though. I'm hearing you, Brooks. I'm hearing you, but you, I'm not saying that, though. That's all the nigga kept saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey Brooks, nigga, you don't know, all right? You ain't got the answers, Brooks. Vita, you ain't got the answers. <laughs> I really wanted to say that though, for real. No, I was thinking. Like, it, you ain't nigga. got the answers, Barry. You ain't got you the ain't answers. Got, you ain't got the answers. No, no, you don't do what I do, man. You ain't got the answers. No, it's, it was it was it was very funny, but it was alarming because the thing that's fucked up is. Part of the problem isn't just what white folks do, but it's niggas with that mentality. They'd rather sit around and do nothing, try to work with them like, well, you know, let's take what they give us. And take what they give us type niggas might as well be a part of the problem. They are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, mentor people are always... It's not about race. Right? It's not it's just about like race. Right it's here, about, like, it's not it's about, about race. It's about No, fuck that. It's, a, it's about all of the above. Race, rich and poor, and classic. Yeah, like, and guess what? The people with the upper hand are all, are all of the same color. And then if, you, if you're if a nigga who gets somewhat to that stance, you're automatically Illuminati. Like, you couldn't just be good on your own. You got to be a part of some secret society. Yep. Oh, <laughs> so. shit. Hold on. Hello? Yep. I can't. 
Oh, well, yeah, okay, hold on. I'm going to call you. All right, I'm going to call you back on three-way. Cause I'm, I'm calling from my house phone. I'm going to call you back. So answer the okay. main 202 number. Okay. All right. So Vita got dropped. So right, this is what I'm about to do. I'm about to end this call. I'm gonna call Noah. I'm gonna call Noah's cell phone. This is her cell phone, right? Hello? Everyone get dropped? What the fuck? Yeah. Every, damn. Everybody's got dropped. All right. Break beat. <laughs> 